Hello, pilgrims and travelers on the funny path of life. Recording on a beautiful late afternoon in Andalusia. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Took an amazing nap on a swing outside, getting a little sun. Well, sunburn, I don't think so, because I had exposure to sun, but definitely a lot of sun. Uh, and then not wanting to move, <laughs> protecting myself with my beanie. And, uh, yeah, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful day. I actually don't really have a topic ready. I somehow feel as I walk and talk, something is going to come up. Okay, so I'm, I'm uh, of course, I'm leaving the library where uh, I watch a documentary about Elizabeth Holmes, the founder of Theranos. Anyway, so quite fascinating. Um, I've been listening to the podcast. There's 20-something episodes uh, on the podcast about her, which is quite detailed. I mean, you know, I'm no lawyer. I'm, no, I'm not able to really appreciate why it was packaged that way, but, you know, I definitely am way more informed on it than I used to be. Though in the end, I actually, I really have no idea what to do with that because I am not really interested in morality. Um, and a lot of those things have kind of morality attached to it. This was good, this was bad, this is a good or bad, or whatever, whatever the case may be. Uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, I, I just don't look for that. So... But it is, this topic, you know, started with WeWork and then Uber and, uh, uh, and then this gal, this young entrepreneur, uh, you know, apparently very gifted, you know, salespeople. And I think that's definitely a common thread. People who can sell, I guess people who have like a finger on the psychological pulse or impulse of other individuals. And uh, as I stagger, <laughs> nice choice of word, as I staggered in my later years, you know, uh, whoa, that's a big grasshopper. I'm, I'm definitely becoming way, way more comfortable and confident about uncertainty than some kind of absolutism, you know, some kind of black and white. Uh, I'm finding it way more improbable, if that makes sense. And almost sometimes I can see it as something almost paralyzing because almost everything becomes pointless. I mean, to be honest, you know, I am, uh, you know, I am, uh, I'm living, uh, obviously living my life, you know, I, uh, you know, I'm doing the thing that I'm doing, which are very, very minimal, so I guess, really, my life is definitely very, very minimal. Uh, the weather definitely played a part, but, you know, uh, I felt guilty today. I felt like a piece of shit because I'm like, what are you doing, Anthony? What are you doing with your life? What do you have to show for? Uh, 
I guess maybe there's a topic of, of my podcast right coming up here. About the part of me that's like a drill sergeant that demands proof, that demands things, you know. That if I don't have that, then I'm not good enough. And I did, you know, I really felt like, wow, Anthony, look at you, you're just laying there, you know. Aren't you supposed to be investing, doing things, to build something, you know, to, to, to have your plans to be responsible, you know, to be industrious, you know, to be involved, to be performing on some kind of activist plane, you know, whether you cook, whatever it is that you do, that you take apart, you know. You're being a bum. You're being a fucking bum. And sure, you know, I did, uh, well, I did actually a very good ride this morning. Good, very good ride. Uh, but uh, that's true. Yeah, today in terms of Anthony, okay, you get up at four o'clock in the morning, you know, show me what you did. There wouldn't be much to be put down. And I guess I'm not interested into entering into some kind of argument with myself, you know, as you can have point and counterpoint to the to the end of time. But uh, just feeling that part inside of me, I would call that like a a titanium ball, you know, dense, thick, obscure, can't see through, uh, unflinching, uncompromising. Definitely very confident. And actually, it would be pointless to argue with it. Because this voice would have the weight of what I would call the collective conscious. You know, if you talk with most people, most people are going to agree on some kind of baseline as to what it means, you know, to be alive, what are some things that are necessary, you know. And that that that's just the way it is. And I understand it. I understand it, and I have no argument. But somehow that that we of looking at things or making sense of things, for whatever reason, that is not enough. That's not a valid premise, if that makes sense. Meaning, I just there, there is something below that. This is not this is not a, a pillar. This is not a foundational pillar of life. It is definitely a component of it. Powerful one you know, about what it means to be alive, to be part of a culture, society, or whatever the case, having a family, whatever, whatever, whatever the case, whatever your aspiration, you know, whatever you end up uh, choosing to do. But in my case, and I guess, in the end, it's, of course, it's always about my individual experience. I'm not, I am not uh, suggesting a new baseline here. It's just for me, I have been forced to eventually let go 
of that belief which is what it is it's a belief it is not a fact again i don't really believe that they are i think you can count them on one hand facts of life they aren't that many and the belief that belief that is so heavily invested in by so many people I can go along with that. I don't really have empirical evidence. I don't actually even have a strong belief in it, but, but in strong belief. But I can go along with that, the idea of uh, the more people believe in one thing and invested, the the more weight it carries, and the x whatever x factor force it has. That's somehow, I can go with that. To me, that somehow sounds reasonable. And so, you know, I mean, my, uh, when I was younger, the, my level of energy, what I can do, I was always frustrated with most people I worked with because they weren't doing enough. They weren't moving fast enough. And of course, I was completely unchecked. I mean, there was not even a question behind. Oh, like, why am I doing that? Is that, you know, is that the best way to do that? Or why am I doing it? What's driving me to do that? There was no curtain there at the time. I was like, no, there's nothing behind that, you know? It just is. And uh, and with me playing in the sandbox of life and having those repeated failures, being unable to somehow compute, call it that collective conscious database, with my individual experience, being unable to translate that, to integrate those two ideology, ideologies, and I would, I would dare to say that my individual ideology was way more foreign than the collective one when I was younger. And I guess I don't know the... Maybe the straw that broke the camel's back, you know, being with Glenda, having lived with uh, somebody else, having had a relationship since, uh... my goodness, yeah, it's uh, yeah, 22 years. And that being based, you know, the, the, the impetus, what started the relationship, was a, a set of a set of beliefs. I was in love with Glenda. I felt something. And actually, what what made it even more relevant that once I found out, she felt the same because initially I didn't think so. You know, she was married. You know, she had children. She was Christian. She was very responsible. I mean, you know, uh, master level education, social worker. And a uh, beautiful woman, 
I mean, I mean, you're just a lot of uh, amazing set of qualities, and just somebody very gentle, but you know, very, very, very clear. And uh, for me, she, yeah, she was the most amazing person I'd ever met. You know, definitely very gentle. I definitely felt nurtured. That's the last thing. But I don't want to. I don't want to get lost in the weeds here. Uh, so this thing started. You know, me with, I guess I'm a different kind of businessman. I'm a different kind of salesman. I guess maybe we, we are all some ways, on some way, you know, uh, salespeople. We all are selling some kind of cool idea. And, uh, but yeah, you know, the way it started was me just writing a letter and almost an apology, an, an apology at the same time. You know, saying, I love you, I'm sorry, you know, I don't want to lose the other friend, but this is how I feel. So, obviously, you know, I didn't realize that when I was younger. I really thought I was more intellectual, but I'm not. I am way more, way more, way more uh, emotion-feeling-based of a person, the way that I'm affected and the way that I behave. And... Uh, And so, you know, I felt that for that person, it was something you know, it was very clear, it was very powerful. Like, I, don't, I, I know of nothing more powerful than that so far in my life. The fact of what it is when you fall in love with somebody, I, I know of nothing more revolutionary than that. And uh, even though, you know, what you told me was, yeah, of course, you know, I love you too. But it will never work. That didn't matter to me. That was a different story altogether. And then I quoted her for, you know, writing to her. Uh, at the time, it was not as easy logistically to get connected on the phone. But eventually, we get some phone conversation. And the rest kind of became history. And, you know, then there was this part of me that was like, you know, initially, you know, I was afraid because I'm like, if I'm not going to be married with her, you know, this is too good to be true. This woman is too good to be true in my life. So there was, of course, a belief of always get ready for the crash. You know? That, again, I don't, I don't deserve that. But that kind of failed and failed and failed and failed. And possibly that was the event. You know, that was a genesis for uh, that birth. And... The more pragmatic side of the birth of Anthony, you know, from Philip. My birth name is Philip, Philip Maurice Cuden. And then through this relationship, really through kind of what happened, a shift happened. And I think a lot of a lot of what I winning, what a lot of what I sorry, a lot of what I was doing when I was younger was always to get approbation, to be recognized and to be valued, was always that mirror that I was looking in others to tell me that I was good enough because I didn't believe that. Sorry about that. I don't know. Oh, I am not on Do Not Disturb. Okay, okay. That makes sense. Okay, I thought my phone was on Do Not Disturb. Anywho, so it must have been a sales call from, uh, from Madrid. So, yeah, the genesis, 
And uh, I think, yeah, there was, I found this fountainhead where I find this nourishment for a new way of seeing myself, of experiencing myself. And really that's, at the end of the day, that's what matters. It's not what you believe, what you see. It's actually what the experience does. Hal Robinson definitely brought that point home to me. It's one thing to see, to hear about it, but having the experience of it, it's completely different. And so with Glenda, an empowering shift starting to take place. And as I updated my psychological, emotional software, uh, definitely it did not go without many glitches. I am... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I am so far from fucking perfection, definitely from politically being correct and from, uh, you know, the way that I behave, some of the things that I did with Glenda, you know, that I'm definitely, uh, they're tough, they're hard, they're hard to uh, to appreciate. And uh, I also have no, I have no defense for them. And even actually when some of that happens, I even would tell her, it's like, I have no defense. But it's like I couldn't control it. And it was a very, very, very uh, early version, like the point o version of uh, Anthony safeguarding uh, self-esteem. Though, at times, I've had problem expressing, articulating what was going on. But... Internally, what I felt when the experiences were happening, that was very clear to me. There was some understanding that was formed that was very clear. And it would not have mattered. You know? Once I had that clarity, it would not have had mattered. What somebody would have tried to say, or it was like, unless that person would have been able to articulate something that I'd previously been beyond my understanding. And that really happened with people in my life. I've not encountered many people that blew my mind, so to speak. And there have been some, but very, very few. And not that I am, uh, you know, I, d I don't consider myself a smart person, per se. I don't think I'm stupid, but I don't... I don't consider myself smart, particularly. But it's like, I mean, we all have the wiring that we have, and then, you know, however imperfect it is, it's what we have. And so, I think what started with Glenda is really the, the, the birth of my self-esteem. Of, of a loving Anthony, of a believing Anthony, of a backing Anthony, like, I got you. <laughs> Little dog here. And, uh, thinking, thinking of my life as of late, It really looks like I'm a boat without a rudder, you know? 
And then yet, at the same time, I do... I don't want to get distracted here. I don't want to get too off on a tangent. It kind of started. Yeah. It kind of started with uh, It started with um, that part of me that judging part of me. That's always, how you doing? Ah, uh, you're limping, yeah? That, uh, yeah, really happy, always asking for more, and only really happy by physical exploit. And really frustrated. I mean, I could definitely see that today. That a part of me was really not happy about my performance. Like it was a waste. Yeah, like I was a... Interesting. Interesting as I'm saying it, I can actually feel you know, the quality of, of that energy at the time. And, uh, I mean, I, <laughs> I took my nap. I, you know, I actually ended up choosing, you know, to put the backpack on and being like, yeah, no, I'm not feeling it. And then trusting that, you know, being like, if somehow you're not, you know, like uh, excuses, I guess, you know, failure excuses, you know, looking to justify and... But that doesn't hold to the mustard, you know, anymore for me. Because that's not true. I am not. I'm not a lazy person. And it's just a part of me, I guess, kind of what I've experienced, some of it, you know, being here. Alone. Having my entire space in that little cave here, in that mansion of a cave where, where I've been, you know. I've had uh, an opportunity to, to experience myself differently. You know, initially there was a cleaning, there was the organizing, then things that I did outside and... You know, feeling good, you know, looking for projects, doing things, you know. It was amazing, it was awesome, because, you know, they were saying that I was interested in, that I got into. It was not, uh, you know, something I had to do, or was asked to do. And I have to say, to me, that's, that's a big plus. And then, that kind of honeymoon period get over, and then, you know, the change of the weather... And, and then I became more uh, reclusive. I, I, uh, I became less active. It was less about doing. Or they were just not inspiring as much. And then as of, you know, in the last few days... Uh, Having the roller coaster of the energy during the day that changes. When normally my energy was really, it's really it was really in the morning. I'm really a morning person when it comes to that, but that's changing lately. Still getting up at four o'clock, and uh, but then I'm crashing in the morning. 
And of course, I feel I feel like that's a failure. You know, though I don't you know I don't have to work. I don't have to be anywhere. I don't have to do anything. I don't owe anybody an explanation. It doesn't matter. It's not a nine to five job. My life right now. But yeah, me and discipline, me and my relationship to discipline. It's definitely been interesting. It's been in a in a limelight lately. And that's not enough. I think often I would blame uh, external factors, you know, for me not being able to sustain things. Or because, you know, of course, you know, when you live with other people and when you work and do other things, you know, then it cuts into your me time or thing that you want to do for yourself, just for you. But this case, you know, where I've been now, <laughs> I was the king on the hill. So that's a myth that's uh, been debunked. And I honestly, don't know what to make of that because a part of me enjoy the productivity the discipline you know that organizational skill but it's not the answer I guess maybe maybe the point is that nothing not any given thing is the answer that it's a, it's gonna be a combination it's gonna be like a like a recipe right some ingredients you're going to be using in higher quantities, but in the end, not one ingredient does the job. It's going to be interaction, interconnection. And uh, who knows, maybe that's something that uh, that I might learn more from, from this experience. That though I do value, I mean, I do value uh, organization, I do value cleanliness in the kitchen, and I do value my space you know an element of solitude in my life definitely is is important is nourishing like being in nature i would put them at the same actually i would put them at the same place nature and solitude i think they're very very compatible very akin to me in my life but i do also value i mean definitely uh the community, I mean, I remember talking with Glenda and say, you know, what I have with you, I want to have with more people. I just don't want it to be just with one person. But like so much in my life, it's maybe getting to the point where I can voice things, but having no idea beyond that. Even now, looking back to when I left France to come to the U.S. in '95. I mean, I was in a desperate place to do that. But that was also a unique moment, and, and I still don't quite fully appreciate it. And that's also part of what makes me me. It's, some of what I do will make no sense for almost nobody. But I have, I have no regret about none of this experience. Whether when I first did the Camino, when I you know, quit work and told Glenda I would never work just for money again, you know, when I left France in 95, when I left that job and in that uh, Rollet Chateau, which is kind of like a, a fancy gastronomic uh, kind of a hotel where they have a, the, the, the restaurant basically offer food that's typical of the area, but it's very fancy. 
and I was in Tremola where I went. And after nine days, I went to tell the chef, the head chef, you're giving me a headache. I'm gone. The guy was yelling so much, I was like, yeah, I'm not taking that. And then calling Glenda and uh, tell her, oh, by the way, in a couple of days, <laughs> I'll be arriving in the U.S. And again, we, we were writing to each other. I mean, you know, but she, she had been clear from the beginning. It's like, that's not going to work. You know, I mean, I am, uh, you know, I could be a mother You know, I'm 21 years older than you are. You know, I've had my life. I have my children. You know, it's like you're a young guy. It's not going to work. Well, it did, you know, for tw almost 22 years. And so I don't have a blueprint. I can't explain it. But I definitely feel like uh, the dominoes have been tumbling at a faster rate since Glenda. Since that moment in space and time when I left friends. put it all on the line. I mean, I really did put it all on the line. I owed so much to the bank. I didn't even know how I was going to pay back all of that. That's an, uh, an entire story by itself. But uh, yeah, I just threw the key and I just went for it. Well, you go by me. You don't even pay attention to me. And... Uh, I can't explain it. It actually makes no sense, even from my own point of view, but I can't deny the results. So I think as I... I think that's an ideology that is now anchored and that I am invested in, whether I know it or not, because it works, though I don't understand how. I'm facing the sun now. It's really, it's a glorious evening. So, yeah, I have no idea. I don't really understand. I don't understand my life at all anymore. It makes no sense. But it's working. I don't even know what I mean when I say that. Hey! Minu, 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 minu. Let's see if he comes to me. Minu, 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 minu. Yeah? Minu, 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 minu. Are you coming? Minu, 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 minu. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, there is a calico. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'll go get you some meat between you and the dog. Hmm? I love cat. Anywho. Hmm. 
It does feel good to have the sun back, I have to say. I'm going to enjoy, you know, being a... Being in that cave, a little longer, in that cocoon, yeah. In that plasma, protected, before picking out again. But, yeah, I get a sense, obviously, you know, the, the, well, actually, Technically, I could go to Barcelona, get my paper, and come back here, you know. But no, that's not what's going to happen. It's, uh, I definitely don't want to turn this experience into uh, a paralysis. Because my path is not over. My, my walking, my whatever, you know, my globe-trotting ways are not done with. Yeah, my job is to show up, to use the tool that I have with the understanding that I have at the time, you know, and it will keep updating itself and then acting accordingly. And, uh, you know, whether it jives with everybody else or not, it's irrelevant. Whether it's understood or not, it's irrelevant. Because ultimately, I mean, I am, uh, I am responsible, I am the only one capable to use this tool at the individual level that makes me who I am. And however imperfect, whatever you want to label them, irrational or uh, unreasonable, and I would have no argument against any of that, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So we'll just uh, have to wait and see. And I guess maybe as I uh, as I keep fumbling along, I do actually I do welcome that format. Uh, the the podcast it's an interesting format for me because there is a an element that's dynamic, you know, the writing is too static for me. And I know right, right now with the software and the things you have out there, I could actually write a book uh, by just recording myself and then sending that and let them be put into a book and it would be well put together. So actually that could be done. So that's not even an excuse. But I don't actually have something to say. You know, that wouldn't be cliche. It wouldn't be, I don't have, I don't have my voice on paper yet. I am closer when I talk. I, I tap into the flow more easily. Even though there's still refining to be done, but it is way, way, way more effortless. It just flows more. I, from, for me anyway, which is of course what matters, it just feels a lot smoother than when I'm writing. And I have not gone, I've not taken a workshop or I've not taken classes, you know, it's kind of outside of basic education. But, uh, hmm. Hmm. 
yeah, I can definitely see myself. Uh, like when I left the library, you know, I was like, yeah, I don't quite know, but I think I, I don't quite know what I want to talk about, but I think when I start talking, you'll come up. It's like, I don't need a plan. Just a feeling. And that's definitely what I've been playing with a lot lately and investing more, way, way more than the rest. And the rational, the reality, the pragmatism of life, you know. Anyhow. <laughs> so I think that's plenty for today. So sorry about the connection to the other part. I'm not sure what uh, what I actually said there, and I don't do editing, so <laughs> I guess some of you may. And survive whatever that uh, unprofessional transition was or not. Anyway, regardless. Love to all. Peace. And uh, until next time.